Happy Halloween! <laughs> Are we seven? Hi guys, Hi welcome everyone. back. <laughs> Do you want to show off your costume first? Oh, so I'm a ladybug from the dollar store with a witch hat on because <laughs> it's red. And I'm a bumblebee in sweatpants from the dollar store. With um, a yellow witch's hat, because it's oh, yellow. Oh, yeah. With a cute little witch's hat. And a cute little wand. We're magic bumblebees and ladybugs. What about it? Uh, All right, everyone. I hope Welcome I'm not back. Like, lost in the background. Do you guys see our cute little trick-or-treat bunting? I think it's cut off over here. Oh. A little bit? Well, but we'll you show you guys. Trick. Yeah, at the end, we'll show you... A complete tour because we got lights yeah like we're actually semi-professional we got a background Wait. you are a queen <laughs> you know about weightlifting I don't weightlift um yeah we got a background too but we don't have an iron so apologies in advance for the wrinkles don't look at the viewfinder remember yeah I'm looking at them um, so apologies for the wrinkles, but we'll try and get one before our next video. Um, how are you guys? I'm just like to talk to us. Hi, Hi everyone! And welcome back to Is Anyone Else Confused? We're your hosts, Cheyenne and Alana, and Is Anyone Else Confused is a podcast that focuses on navigating young adulthood and the many feelings that come along with it. Each week we'll cover a different aspect of growing up. We'll chat all things professional to private, LinkedIn to Bumblebee, debt to financial freedom, and mental illness to mental health. So grab a snack, grab a drink, grab your antidepressants, and let's, and let's get, get into in the, the nitty gritty. Boom! Oh. Well. You bumblebeed a bit too hard. <laughs> My wand! My eyes! <laughs> We've done that in every single episode so far. Can I take the wings off now? Yeah. Or I feel lame taking them off. They're just not cozy to sit with. It's okay, I'll leave them. I'll deal with it. I'm not five. Yet. I'm four. <laughs> I'm four years old. Okay. So, this week, first of all, 110 views, baby. Oh, yeah, we got 110 views on YouTube and 12 streams on Spotify, on Spotify, which we can't post on Spotify anymore. Yeah, let's talk about that real quick. Um, let's talk about what a scam it is to do, do anything you enjoy. <laughs> do you want the positive or the negative first? The positive. So the positive is that we got three downloads. Yeah. One was our mom. One was me. No, actually, you didn't download. I did download, didn't I? Do you have a VPN? No. Okay, Does so Does it then... tell you who downloaded? No, it says that we got three downloads. Oh. One was in Ireland, and one was in Belgium. Oh my gosh. And then one was supposed to be in Ontario, but if you two both downloaded it, then... Oh, maybe I didn't download it then. Yeah. <gasps> if you're watching from Ireland or Belgium, that's cool. Well, they would be listening, which they're not anymore. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so really quick, really because quick. the technicalities of Spotify are probably interesting to 0% of you. Yeah. But basically, you need a website to create this link so that Spotify can, like, track down where your podcast is and present it to the world. Essentially, I have a website, but it's not built yet. And the platform that we were using now wants to charge us in US dollars every month. So we've decided to focus on YouTube for now. And then once my website is up and running, the Spotify episodes will be uploaded and return to regular scheduled programming. Yes. Um, so to the 12 of you from Spotify, sorry it's taking so long. We are recording our Halloween episode today talking all things spooky and scary about post-secondary. Yes. 
Um, so maybe people will be listening while getting their little costumes on. Yeah. So if you're getting your costume on or doing your makeup right now, you're cooler than us. Because we aren't huge Halloween people, are we? No. I'm waiting for Christmas. But if you are a Halloween person, I'm sure you look great. I mean, we do love it. We're just not, like, partiers I just, like, like... Yeah. And I just don't enjoy, like, being scared. Mm. Like, why would I do that to myself? <laughs> I truly like the, like, childhood aspect of Halloween like the Halloween Halloween town town? yeah dressing up in like cute costumes going trick-or-treating like that is where what were you for your first Halloween I wasn't alive um I would have been zero years old so I'm not sure I don't remember um one of the earliest costumes I remember was Sailor Moon if we Mm. can find a picture I'll insert it but don't hold us to that the earliest I remember is my pumpkin yeah, your pumpkin was cute. Your pumpkin, I think, was like two or three, mm-hmm. maybe three. I think three. I don't know how kids work. Um, I need to stop swinging this thing around. Oh, I know. I've been doing this for <laughs> the whole time we've been on. But, yeah, maybe you're listening while getting ready for Halloween. So that's cool. Happy and Halloween. if you are, happy Halloween. I guess we should have started with that. Yeah, get your party on. Um, it's a Sunday, though, so be ready for work on Monday morning. Yeah, you talk about had- Sunday scaries. Yeah, literally. You probably had a weekend of parties on Friday night, parties on Saturday night, mm-hmm. and now maybe you're just chilling. Maybe you're handing out candy with your parents. Maybe you're hungover and our voices are like nails on a chalkboard. Apologies. Not really, though. Watch us when you're ready. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, should we so just... So that's the Spotify and the intro and the... Yeah, situation. That's the housekeeping. (laughs) (laughs) So now that we've house kept, and the house is kept, and our pumpkins are ready to roll, (laughs) they're not. Well, they look kind of small there, but they're cute. They're cute. Anyways. Yeah, anyways. So we're, today, it's post-secondary. We figured what is spookier than college and university Mm. and graduating high school. Mm. Where do you want to get started? Do you want to start with an intro about our post-secondary journeys? Yeah. Okay. So, I guess that goes, that really starts in, like, grade grade 10. Grade 10. Yeah. When you all of a sudden have these, like, everybody (laughs) asking what you want to do after you graduate. Mm -hmm. And that puts, like, such an insane amount of pressure Mm -hmm. on such a young mind that is balancing like a million things at once that hasn't even taken an elective yet in high school for us yeah for arts kids we hadn't even like thought of experiencing different avenues because everything was taken up by drama which I was appreciative of like I feel like I learned a lot of really good like life skills in terms of like presenting and talking in front of a crowd and kind of like I, I found the program beneficial yeah but I wish that we had more I wish there was a grade 13 where you could go, if you're in Ireland or Belgium, we only go till we're 18 <laughs> to high school and that's grade 12. Um, but I wish they would bring grade 13 back so that you could do a year yeah. of like what you want to try. Even if it was optional, because I know mm-hmm. a lot of kids like mm-hmm. have that passion and jump on what they want to do. But yeah, I think it should be an option. Like, do you want to come back? Mm-hmm. Do you want to figure it out? You can take whatever you want to take. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, English like, is mandatory. Wish, Math is yeah, mandatory. I wish I had taken, um, like, a business course. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have loved to learn or yeah. at least have a stronger understanding of, like, business and economy and all of, like, the back-end stuff that I'm kind of, like, diving into now. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so we both started there in the same, like, path, grade yeah. 10, grade 11, like, thinking, oh, gosh, what are we going to do? And we're first-generation post-secondary students. Yeah. Um, so for me, Alana kind of watched me and my mistakes, but for me, I was just kind of going in blind, and I'm yeah. like, okay, well, what I really love is acting, but I'm not sure that I wanted, that I could do that for the rest of my life. Yeah. Because there's a part of acting where, like, you kind of feel foolish. And I know, like, the whole point of it is to, like, get rid of the ego and, like, immerse yourself in it. Yeah. But I think because we grew up with such hardworking parents, 
it felt wrong to want to do something. It almost felt naive. Yeah, like yeah. fluffy. Like it felt yeah. like a fluffy choice yeah. or path. Um, which is sad. Like I wish I had pursued it more. And I think when we, in another episode, talk about like finding hobbies or community, I would love to join like a theater group. I don't think I want to do it in my hometown. So I think I would go to like a neighboring community and see if I can join their local, local theater. theater just because I love like every aspect about that mm. and it's not like I'm a starving artist in that sense where like I'm trying to just book roles but like not getting anywhere like I would still have the stability of a normal job or a normal job while like participating in like an extracurricular that I enjoy right mm. um but yeah anyways back to high school we, I didn't feel like declaring that I wanted to pursue acting was an appropriate choice being a first-generation post-secondary student and with the grades that I was getting. Like, I w- I'm a good student, mm-hmm. and I think it almost feels... For me, it felt like the institution was pressuring me to only go to post-secondary mm-hmm. and to do something that was legitimate and specifically university yes college yeah if you are in or when I was in high school if you were in M or U classes U classes and but some M, classes yeah they were which if you're not in grade 11 yet I think that's academic and applied no no mixed like is, that's the difference I yeah mean. but U translates to like academic courses yeah. if you're um below grade 11 or whatever it is that they change. Um, So I was feeling a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. from everybody at school to pick a school that I wanted to go to, to move out Mm -hmm. and to kind of follow what everybody else does, follow the common path, like go to university, study for four years, get Mm -hmm. in a ton of debt, graduate, struggle to find a job in my field, and then end up working in any field that would take me. Like, Mm -hmm. that's essentially the path of a lot of kids who go to university, Mm -hmm. right? Especially when you're studying, like, we were both studying humanities and social science. Like, Mm -hmm. it's it's not like there's so many jobs in that field that they're having trouble filling them, Mm -hmm. right? Like, it's to get a job in that field is Mm -hmm. tough. Um, Oh, no. So I went off to a university, I moved out of home, I had this amazing roommate, but a not so amazing first year experience, like, I didn't feel, again, going back to like what we've spoken of previously, like, I'm not a huge partier, like, I only needed to get really drunk once to realize, wow, I hate this feeling, I'm never doing that again. Um, So I don't think I fit in in that respect of like dorm life because I was very much living in a dorm like Alana had her own room her own bathroom but I was very much like in that traditional like dorm setting um so after first year I thought okay I'm gonna move home and I'm gonna transfer schools I'm gonna go somewhere downtown because I was at quite a you can say it because McMaster is in my bio, so... Okay. So, I was at University of Guelph, and then I decided to move back home, and I applied to University of Toronto. And I got in. So, I went to the St. George campus, which is... I'm still really grateful I got to experience that, and I love that school, and I'm so proud of myself for going to that school and pushing through two years. Um, but long story short, just as we introduce this, I dropped out. Um, my parents were separating and home life wasn't great. I was working like 40 hours a week and I just hit my breaking point. Um, I wasn't fulfilled. I felt as this topic will always come up, I think, um, I have a lot of anxiety and like trauma around money. So I, sorry, there's a fruit fly, um, featuring fruit fly. So I really needed to 
focus on paying that off and battling my own demons. Like at the time I was, I think on the outside it looked like I was doing everything and it was so impressive and I was working two jobs mm -hmm. and I was going to school and like I was commuting every single day for every single class and I had achieved a lot at a young age. Like I bought my own car, I had moved mm -hmm. out, then I moved back in and like my parents renovated the basement for me. So I had like my own apartment basically and then I just kind of like created the all of these crumbled. like, yeah. yeah. Um, so then I took time off work or time off of school and I didn't go back until recently. So I took probably three years mm -hmm. to get back to school, two and a half or three. Like I left in like June or July and I went back in January. So I don't know like what years those were, but yeah. it's here nor there. Um, and now I'm studying media communications at Humber College, college, um, and I am so, so, so much happier. Mm -hmm. That's me in a not-so-brief nutshell. <laughs> um, what about you? Um, so I am someone who, um, I didn't really get, like, amazing grades growing up. I had tutors a lot of the time because I struggled to grasp certain things. Um, and then I think around grade seven or eight, I just felt this pressure that I had never felt before, which sounds crazy because you're in middle school, um, or you're still in elementary school. If you went to like Catholic school, mm -hmm. you're still technically in the same elementary school you were in. And I just felt this pressure absolutely boiling on me from no specific source. Probably a lot of it was internal. Um, at the same time, Cheyenne was going through her... Yeah, so like, we're four years apart. Yeah. So, like, if I'm in grade eight, Alana's in grade four. Yeah. No, grade five? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, when I was in grade 12, Alana was just going into grade nine, so... No, when you, yeah, I was in grade eight when Sorry, you were in grade yeah. 12. Math. Yeah. But, like, at the end of my grade yeah. 12, you were going into to your grade, grade nine. nine. So I think, like, as a little sister, if you follow me on Instagram, I always had Cheyenne on this really high pedestal, which I still do. But I think, like, our relationship makes you a bit more human to me now. Mm -hmm. Whereas before, I was like, whoa, like, Cheyenne's going to university. Like, that's a big deal. And I remember, like, sitting in my room and Googling universities. I was in grade 8. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't even know if you're 14 at that point. And I was, like, looking at the averages I need. And I had all my courses planned out. It was crazy. Um, so, come high school, grade 9, I sort of, I don't know, I float through. Grade nine's just grade 9. Um, and then grade 10 comes along and I had a big falling out and I went through this period of just like isolation. I was just alone. I didn't really have any friends. So all of my lunches I spent in the library and I would read my law textbook front to back and I would do homework and I would answer all these questions. I wouldn't even eat. I would just sit in the library and do homework. That was in grade 11, right? Grade 10 or grade 11? Because you don't have an elective in grade 11, grade 10, right? Okay, so yeah, grade 11 then. Yeah, we have this big fall. Grade 10, I kind of like breeze through. I struggle in science and math. But grade 11, that happens. And I just noticed this huge improvement in my grades. I'm talking high 90s. Like, I was pulling in these grades that I had never seen before. Previously, I was like genuinely a 60s, 70s kid. I didn't really like apply myself. I didn't care. Not that I didn't care, but I never worked hard for a grade. Like I just let whatever came, come to me, come to me, came to me, come to me, whatever. Um, and in having electives, I fell in love with public policy, politics, law. I was really passionate about that sector of school. Um, I really admired my teachers that taught that course. I formed relationships with them because I would stay and talk to them either on lunch or after school if I had it fourth period. Um, and yeah, because I had no friends at that point, as per last week's episode, I, I really threw myself into academic validation where that feeling of satisfaction you'd get or happiness you'd get from hanging out with people, I started applying to school and to grades. So come grade 11, I have my entire life planned until I'm like 50. 
because um, we're both anxious people, so I'm a planner um, in terms of that sense. And I have my universities that I want to go to. I'm pulling in still these really high grades, and it just felt like the only option for me was to go to university. I mean, I never once got told I could go to college by anybody at school. My parents, I mean, I have the same story as Cheyenne, of course, because we're siblings, so I wanted to, I mean, honestly, I wanted to live a life where I could retire my mom at one point. That's like my goal. I want to retire my mom for her. So I'm looking up like high paying jobs and things I can do and what I'm passionate in. So I'm like, okay, I have to go to university. I have to get an undergraduate degree to do whatever it is I want to do next, whether it's law school or getting my master's or getting a PhD. So grade 12 comes along and I'm really pushing. I have a couple friends at this point, but I'm working and I'm really pushing for these grades and I apply to all these different universities. Um, if you're in Ontario, I think I applied to U of T, Queens, Western. York, and McMaster, and Ryerson. And I got into all of those, which was great. And genuinely, I have never felt happier than I did in that moment. Like, I really, my whole life was school. Like, that was what it was for me. Like, that was pure happiness for me to be accepted into all these schools, which is so crazy for me to think back on because once you're in university, you realize it's not that big of a deal. But I think being in high school, you know, that's what teachers push. That's what guidance counselors mm -hmm. pushed. That's and what principals push. everybody at home, because by the time Alana was choosing a school, I was dropped out. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So by the time Elena was choosing a school, she had already seen me mm -hmm. leave university. Yeah. And I think there was discussions, like, from me, from my mom, from her dad, like, hey, maybe you should take a gap year if you don't know what you want. Because for a while, you were like... I don't know, like, I could see myself doing, like, marine biology, but then mm -hmm. I would have to stay and get a science. Yeah. And, like, there was just a lot of ideas floating around where, yeah, law and public policy was, like, always one of them, but mm -hmm. then there was, like, she's confiding in me that, like, she loves acting and, like, would want to pursue that in one sense. And then... Yeah. I don't know. Acting for me was tricky. I think Cheyenne's a lot more passionate about pursuing it, whereas, like, even now, I feel the same way we said previously. Like, that to me is a naive career choice because, truthfully, to this day, my goal is to retire my mom. And I know I couldn't do that with acting. I couldn't retire myself with acting. I mean, unless, listen, if you hit Broadway or you hit the Oscars, call me and I'll buy you a beer because I owe you one. But, like, I just am someone who, in our relationship with money... I crave that financial stability for me and for the family I'm going to have one day, but for my mom and for Cheyenne, because I could see her coming into this love of what she wants to do and seeing her fighting her debt just made me want to be like, I never want anyone in my life to go through that again. I want to be the Jeff Bezos Hi. of this family. <laughs> Hi. Which, Are you come up? Come on. Fuck Jeff Bezos, but... <laughs> That's basically what I wanted to do. I just wanted to provide. And to me, via everyone around me, <laughs> I do the only option to provide was university. Welcome back. Our memory <laughs> card got full again. It happens every episode. <laughs> it's not the memory card that gets full. It's the camera that just, like, gives it's up. the camera, yeah. The camera says, mm-mm, y'all sound stupid. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. Um, guidance counselors in high school and everyone in high school just told me about university. College was not an option. Yeah. Especially for kids. Um, I think if you're in college and you're getting like, or like college courses in yeah. high school and you were getting high marks, you were encouraged to go to yeah. university. Yeah. But if you were getting high marks or even average marks or passable marks in university courses, it was never even discussed that you would go to that college. you could go to yeah. college and learn something I'm not gonna well, more practical that's yeah. like a good way more to more hands-on yeah yeah 
So I went to McMaster University and I mean luckily my experience definitely wasn't as um what's the word? Bad. <laughs> intense. It wasn't like, as U of intense. T yeah. Is insane. But even first year, like for first year for Cheyenne at University of Guelph and for me at McMaster, our dorms were completely different and like but I made a lot more friends. Yeah, Cheyenne made a, way more friends than me first year. First year, I had my own bathroom in my room at our residence. Um, so it was kind of hard. I mean, you re and I was on the first floor as well. So I didn't have to take the elevator or the stairs up. There was no, like, conversing in there. So it was really, like, come in and go to your room kind of thing. Like, there was nowhere. I couldn't just stand in the lobby. You know what I mean? And, like, wander around and wait for someone to talk to me. Um... So that's kind of what happened for me in first year. And then, of course, second year and third year, I'm online because of COVID. Um, and I'm really grateful for the opportunity to even go to McMaster because I'm aware that, you know, at one point in time, I would have died to go to McMaster. And I would have, I was crying when I got accepted and I was calling my mom. And, and I know that, like, I chose the right school for me in that sense. I really love like the school itself I just wish there was more avenues presented to me within my post-secondary career because I don't feel a hundred percent completely fulfilled I know that'll happen in all walks of life for me um but specifically in post-secondary it's kind of a shock to the system because for the first time you're paying for school and we're not paying 10 bucks here it's not like toonie for a dress down day it's like you're paying thousands of dollars to go to this institution where you're nothing but a number mm -hmm. i am nothing but my and student number yeah it's i think there's a big learning curve in realizing that universities are business yeah like those are businesses that are trying to make transactions and yeah. like alana said you get this like overwhelming like fear and anxiety of will i even get in if i apply yeah. like and you kind of, they sell this, like, psyche to you. Mm -hmm. And then you feel so grateful and, like, connected that you got into this school and, like, this is your community. Only 800 people got accepted this yeah. year. And, yeah. And, like, you're a, you're, you're a, a griffin. Marauder. Or you're yeah. a marauder. Like, you are really, like, gung-ho on this. But, like, they want money. Like, yeah. they need students to go there yeah. to pay the bills, to keep the lights on, ultimately, right? And, yeah. like... That's something that I don't think you understand, or we no. didn't understand when we were in high school. Like, oh my gosh, they picked me. Like, mm -hmm. out of all the people that applied. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they think that you're not going to drop out. Like, you're getting yeah. high 80s, high 90s. You're going to be a constant stream of income until mm -hmm. you graduate. You're mm -hmm. not going to And then while you're there, everybody's going to encourage you to, yeah. oh, do you want to throw a master's onto that? Or yeah. maybe we should pursue a PhD. Yep. And I think in going to um, a university, you realize that even those like prestigious universities where, I mean for Mac, they love telling you how many people got accepted in your year. So only 800 people got accepted and U of T, like you can't get into St. George campus. You just can't, there's no way. All you have to do is accept an offer and transfer schools mm -hmm. and the school will take you. Mm -hmm. Once you are in the system, you maneuver around like nobody's business. Mm -hmm. It is so, I'm not, I don't want to say simple. There's complications to transferring. But once you're in the Ontario University system, maneuvering around that is mm -hmm. so easy. Yeah. And it loses that special feeling. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, another challenge with university on the topic of paying for it, I had never taken such intense criticism from somebody who... I was essentially paying, mm. if that makes sense, like, mm. to be told that your your paper is terrible, or your assignment's terrible, or your idea doesn't make sense, or you don't understand what they're teaching you, and how can you not understand this, and in a roundabout way being told you're kind of stupid. <laughs> I think it's like, you're used to, without realizing it, like you're being like coddled in high school, uh -huh. and in grade school, and like, whatever. Um, and then going into the real world in the sense of, like, post-secondary where mm -hmm. they're not paid to, like, nurture you. Yeah. Right? Like, they're and not... it's evident. Yeah. Like, they're there to make you a, the best version of you that you can be in 
criminal justice or, yeah, yeah, like, whatever you're studying, right? So I think that's, like, a shock to the system, especially for really sensitive people like Mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. And I think really competitive people, too. I mean, Mm -hmm. there is still a huge part of me that craves that academic validation. And, I mean, even within university, I was aware of how much of a scam it was to be, like... I got accepted, and they mm-hmm. they picked me. Like, I'm so special. And I still applied for a competitive program, and my pumpkin fell on me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And I still, you know, picked to apply to a competitive program. Because I thought, and I, I honestly still think that that's better. You know, no, I don't just want to do major in political science. I want to do honors political science with law and judicial studies and... Like, it's this stupid, like, soapbox that we get on because I think our minds have just been trained to think that way, that, like, Mm. that is success, you know? And there's so many more different definitions of success than the program you're in or the school you're at. Yeah, and I think that's something that comes with age. Like, I could tell Alana every day, like, I think you should take a year off and try to, like, find a job and see what you can learn from that but she's not going to listen to me right like she ultimately everybody wants to experience or has to experience that on their own time and those realizations come with those experiences and with that time there's Mm -hmm. no like sitting here it's the same way when your parents tell you like oh you're gonna have back problems one day or you're gonna have knee pain and Mm -hmm. you're like yeah whatever like I'm so flexible now, or I work out all the time, like, not, that's not going to happen to me, but then, like, lo and behold, it does, and, like, mm-hmm. it's just one of, it's another thing where, like, hindsight's twenty twenty. like, you're yeah. always going to see stuff in a different way once you've gone through it, mm-hmm. rather than how you envision it, like, mm-hmm. in the future. Mm-hmm. So that's my post-secondary journey. I'm in third year, um, I think I'm going to finish it. So far, it's going okay. Hopefully, I finish. If in a year I watch this and I'm laughing from my full-time job because I dropped out, then so be it. But um, I don't hate where I'm at. I don't think it would be fair to say I hate where I'm at. It's a challenge. It is, quite honestly, one of the hardest things I've ever had to do um, mentally to commit myself to it and to... um, continue to take the criticism that I'm not really used to receiving from educators and teachers and profession professors professors um but yeah that's where I am with school and that's what that's what my story is it's not as um it's not as fun as Cheyenne's (laughs) I mean I wouldn't call mine fun but it just speaks to the everybody has different experiences right like even if we grew up in the same family yeah we have different journeys. Um, So, yeah, for me, I got into U of T. Mm -hmm. St. George, I was downtown. Like, I was a big girl. Like, I was Mm -hmm. driving my own car. I was taking the subway. Like, I was commuting every day. And then I was like, okay, like, Toronto is where I want to be. Like, I don't want to be in this rural setting anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. I want... I thought, like, I would get to the city and, like, in between classes, like, I would make friends and, like, we could go for coffees or, like, shopping or, you know, like, in addition to studying and all that regular stuff. But, like, some classes you have are, like, six hours apart. And you're like, okay, well, how am I going to fill these six hours, right? So I thought I would get there and everybody else would also be in the same boat of, like, nervous and wanting to make friends and, like, again, I just found... Just like at Guelph where it seemed like everybody went in and already had friends and like groups. I got to U of T and nobody, it felt like nobody wanted to make friends because they were all so busy competing or focusing on that like Yeah, competition in university is insane. Yeah, which makes no sense to me for what I was studying because like nobody cares what you got on a paper. Mm -hmm. Nobody cares like the thesis you came up with like when you get out to the real world nobody's gonna be like what was your first great like your first year final paper on this subject right so I was kind of like what is going on here like oh um 
and yeah eventually like I was putting in all this money I liked what I was studying but I didn't love it mm -hmm. and I was like like there's at U of T like C's get degrees and like if you get mm -hmm. a C at St. George it's like an A minus like at other institutions so I knew that the quality of my work was good but I couldn't handle like the like numerical or like the metrics mm -hmm. of failure in the sense that like instead of getting 80s and 90s which is what I was getting at Guelph now I was getting like 70s and like oh my god like what I haven't seen 70s since like ninth grade gym like what <laughs> what does that even mean so in that sense I was like oh my gosh like I failed and then I think in one course I got like a C minus or a C I don't even remember as like my final grade and I was like holy this was my first semester at St. George and I was like holy shit like mm -hmm. I I failed like I've made this decision and now I've got no friends to like study with or everybody's just like so in their own bubble even Alana came to school with me one day because this was when she was deciding like what she wanted to do and she did the whole like drive to the subway take the subway commute to campus get on campus go to class and then like she fell asleep in the class mm -hmm. and she was just like really confused about like the she's like this is it like because there was no socializing and like not that I'm an outgoing person mm -hmm. but I try to make friends in like most situations, mm -hmm. especially in school. Like that's where you want to have like community and you want to have like people you can laugh with and like work with and you know. So after a couple years of that, I was like, what am I doing this for? Like yeah. I'm in all this debt. I don't know anything about the real world and like yeah. what's it all for, right? So then I ended up I had been working two jobs. Um, one job was like more casual on and off, basically whenever I could, like at Christmas or summer holidays, that kind of thing. And they ended up having a full-time position open and I interviewed for it, I got it. And that's where I kind of landed. Mm -hmm. And I think it was the best decision for me at the time um, and they've been such a great company and the people I work with have been so fundamental to like my growth and evolution mm -hmm. as a woman um, and into like womanhood yeah. because the stability that was offered to me through that job really opened up a lot in terms of understanding what I want from life and like what it means to work and what are good working attributes and like again I got to that job in like the full-time capacity and I was like hold on I'm in like thirty thousand dollars of debt right now and I don't even know how to write an email mm -hmm. and I know that sounds like silly maybe and like there's a bunch of TikToks like laughing about like young people in like corporate settings now yeah. but none of that was around when I was going through it and I'm like oh my god I don't even like I was kind of sending them, not like text messages, but like I'm a very like exclamation pointy kind of person. And like I was sending exclamation points and like questions. Like I would start an email being like, how are you doing today? Or happy Monday. And people wouldn't even reply. And I am way too sensitive for that. Like I was like, oh my God, now I'm in all of this debt. I don't even know how to write an email. Like what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Like. So in some senses, I felt like a complete failure, but looking back, it was the best decision for me at the mm -hmm. time. Um, and a couple of years went by and I kind of was like, okay, this isn't the end goal for me, so what's my next move? Yeah. And in doing that, I got, just keep an eye on the monitor so it doesn't turn off while I'm talking. Um, yeah, so in doing that, I got... I was in a very dark place of like self-sabotage and like feeling like horrible because I had dropped out and like I was at this elite institution like it was St. George like that's that was all I could have dreamed of and I loved the school and I loved the campus and I loved 
I, I loved the experience of it, but I wasn't loving the learning of it. Like, I just didn't feel like I was learning anything of value long term. Like, the yeah. theoretical discussions and, like, analysis mm -hmm. and stuff, that was great. But I just, I wasn't understanding how that would commute, compute in, like, a real world setting. So, and The analysis commuting. <laughs> <laughs> the analysis tapping their presto. Um, yeah, so anyways, girl commuted out of there. Yeah. Um, she commuted out of there. And I think there's an import, important lesson in that, in that from a little sister perspective, I come home the day Cheyenne decides to drop out to her in my cardigan on the couch, destroyed, crying, puffy-eyed. And I'm laughing now because if you know Cheyenne, you know she's not an emotional person in front of people and in front of me and I'm her sister. And I was so confused. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? My mom had called me. I was in high school. I had just gotten off my school bus. And she was like, Cheyenne needs you. You gotta get home. And I was like, what is happening? I thought Cheyenne got stabbed. Nobody would tell me anything. And I just remember being like, how is this the right decision if she is so emotional about it? And my little pea brain at however old I was couldn't understand how she thought that was the right decision, but she was so upset about it. Like, I didn't get that. And now, growing up, I was about to say as an adult, come on now, not me being 20 years old and an adult. Um, now, as I'm older and we're closer, I realize that the right decisions aren't always the easy decisions. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the main things in life that taught me that was Cheyenne and her experience in post-secondary and that even in sometimes what feels right in your head isn't what's genuinely right in your heart. And I think seeing that is what taught me now even at McMaster, I'm not afraid to go to Cheyenne and be like, today is a day I could drop out. Or today is a day I really hate what I'm doing and I'm not passionate about it. And that opened that discussion for us where it was like, I have my safe space to be like, you know what? I hate university. Mm -hmm. I hate it. And I feel so bad when I talk to people at work. I was about to say kids at work. Who do I think I am? When I talk to people at work who are in grade 11 or grade 12, and they're so scared mm -hmm. of doing this, and I'm like, it's okay. Like, I've sort of taken on what Cheyenne was for me to other people to be like, you know what, university, it does suck. It's not the best thing you'll ever do in your life. For some people, maybe it is. But there's aspects of it, I think, that everyone could agree where it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hard. And it sucks. And, like, for no reason. Yeah. Like, like why are we off for four months? It's unnecessarily difficult, university. And I think I'm grateful for that, for that happening to Cheyenne in the sense of that one, changed our relationship as siblings, and two, changed not only her view on her life, but my view on my life, which impacts everyone around us. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's hard to see your sibling so vulnerable, but I think that was like a monumental moment for like our family and for, oh, if you can hear our dog, he's having water. <laughs> And just for us as people. Yeah. Um, and just, you kind of rambled there, but at one point you said passion. And that, that's something I wanted to mm, bring up. Because yeah. for me, if I'm not passionate about something, I don't see a point in doing it. Yeah. Like, I am somebody who, I don't know what characteristic or, like, textbook, like, definition you could tie that to because it, I'm not sure that's like a Taurus thing because you're a Taurus and you're not necessarily the same mm. um but for me if I'm not passionate about something I don't I don't want to waste my time mm -hmm. like I like that in like everything like mm -hmm. in working out I only do the workouts that I enjoy doing yeah. and I don't enjoy lifting weights so I'm never gonna be like Oh, I shouldn't say I'm never going to be, but, like, right now I could never see myself being, like, a yeah. power lifter or whatever they're called or, like, competing 
in like a swimsuit like what are those people called bodybuilders yeah like I could never see myself like dehydrating for a competition like if I'm not passionate about it I don't want to do it um and I wasn't passionate about what I was learning so I had problems committing myself to that learning like my favorite courses at U of T were astronomy courses yeah and oh gosh what else did I take I loved my American film course um, I'm not going to sit here and like ramble off courses that I loved, but like those were the things that I enjoyed, but I wasn't capable of like becoming an astrophysicist mm-hmm. or like an astronaut. I would love that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just wasn't something that was feasible at the time. And I love talking about movies, learning about movies, like critiquing them, analyzing them. But I didn't see how that would bring home a paycheck and, yeah. like, a form of stability. So I was kind of like, mm, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so pro tip, if you're not passionate about it, don't go to school for it. <laughs> or just give yourself more time. Yeah. Like, I think that is so important. We really need to be graceful especially if you're deciding right now to either go to school or go back to school yeah enjoy the time that you have if it's an option to take a breath and to step back because even if you're working at burger king or in a restaurant or i don't know landscaping like you have times in your day where you can really go like okay i I love, like, the logistics aspect of, like, coordinating the Starbucks orders. So maybe I want to go study logistics. Or I love the restaurant industry. Maybe I want to go into hospitality and then end up, like, running a hotel, running a... Or you want to start your own business and you're like, okay, well, I don't know. Come here. Come on. You got it. Good boy. Um, I don't want to work for somebody else. I want to do my own thing, I want to become an entrepreneur, and you can take, dude, they don't just want to look at your bum. Whoa, he's putting on a show. <laughs> um, but you, you can take, like, experiences from that, I think. Yeah. So I just wish, and I hope for any young people or people that are thinking of returning to school, I hope you will be graceful with yourself yeah. in taking time to learn what works for you. Yeah. And what you really want to do. You. What you want to do. Not what your parents want to do. Not what your siblings want to do or what they did. It's not a competition. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like, you're working for yourself. Yeah. As much as you want to retire mom. Yeah. You've got to get yourself set up first. You know what I mean? Like, though, you have to do that stuff for you before anyone else. Yeah. And yeah. it's a time where you need to be selfish. Yes. There's not a lot of times where I'm like, yeah, you have to selfish, selfishly yeah. make those decisions. But, like, spending the money you're going to spend on post-secondary yeah. and committing to a path, you have to do that with selfish intentions yeah. of what is best for me because that's how you're going to show up as the best version of yourself for other people. Mm-hmm. If you're unhappy and unfulfilled on your own path, the relationships you have around you are also going to be unhappy and unfulfilled to a certain degree. You know, those, like, Instagram posts where it's, like, in bold text, it's like, you need to hear this. Yeah. Do it for yourself. (laughs) That's what I feel like right now, but I... It kind of feels like an Everest commercial. Yeah. Why are you making it complicated? It's It's easy. easy. (laughs) Um, First of all, so it all started when I saw the Everest commercial. (laughs) Yeah. West Philadelphia. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's something I really try to get across to people who come to me, um, confused about what they want to do with post-secondary is like, you have to do that for you. Even if it causes strife between you and your parents or you and your siblings or you and your teachers or you and your priest or whatever, and you got to do post-secondary for you. Or you'll And can I just add on, it's okay to make a mistake too. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think you really need to, like, hear that and understand it to your core. Yeah. Like, it is okay to make a mistake mm-hmm. in choosing something that you thought you would like and you don't know much about, 
or in completing something and then being like, okay, I've done this, but it doesn't make me happy the way I thought it would. So maybe I should give it another shot. That is so important to understand because I know a lot of people who went to school for something and then they were like, okay, well now I've graduated with this, but it doesn't make me happy. Mm -hmm. And I wish there was a trial run in like any career that you wanted to pursue or like degree because you can go to those information nights and learn like, yeah, you'll take a course in public policy Mm -hmm. and you'll take a course in like pro bono cases, like Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. But until you like work a month or two, like interning there and you get a real understanding, everybody kind of waltzes into these careers and these like degrees completely like into the unknown, Mm -hmm. right? Like you don't know what you're going to study. I think we're going to run out of time. Um, So let's pause it. I'm going to go pee and then we'll come back and talk some more then wrap it up yes we're already at an hour yeah okay we'll be back guys (laughs) we're passionate about this (laughs) we need a pee break i really do need a pee break i need a wing break my wings are sweaty her wings be dripping her wings be dripping excuse me come come here come here okay i took my wings off (laughs) But we're back. We're back. Um, Okay, so finishing point. Just wanted to wrap it up. Oh, before we do that, I just wanted to say, too, that if you... Because we're we're talking, like, about passion and about purpose. And, like, for me now in college, like, I feel like I'm learning something really practical. Passion, purpose, and practicality? Not that being the motto of this episode. Um... But I also wanted to mention that it's also okay if you don't feel like this. Like, Mm -hmm. I have friends who went to college or went to university, and then they ended up getting a job in a completely irrelevant Mm -hmm. field to their degree or their diploma, and they're satisfied. Like, they're fulfilled, and they're happy, and they're creating these lives and, like, experiences without the burden of academia or wanting to relate Mm -hmm. that time and money and energy spent on something that, like, complements it. Yeah. Or is, like, based in that. Um, So it's also, not to throw it in as, like, a last-minute thing, but it's also fine to just want to, like, live your life. And, like, if you want to be a parent or you just want to have, like, a stable job or work in a union and, like, that's okay, too. Like, it doesn't... Mm -hmm. You shouldn't have to feel like if you don't go to college or university or you get a job that isn't related to that field, mm-hmm. if you're fine with that, that's great. Yeah. Like, Which brings up perfectly to what I was going to say because okay. I was going to mention um, my, like, one hope that people take away from this is to learn to love you for who you are outside of academia. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, I don't want you to be like me. <laughs> Putting so much self-worth and self-value into academia um, is destroying. Because you're going to get a bad grade. Or you're going to get a grade you don't like. Or you're going to get into, or you're not going to get into a school that you want to get into. And, and there's an end to you academia yeah like you're always learning and you're always growing and you can always take like additional courses and stuff and I think like continued learning throughout your life is important Mm -hmm. but those feelings of academic um what was the word you used validation academic validation are only gonna last until you're like 25 unless you're like returning to school later but for somebody who pursues Mm post-secondary right out of high school that's gonna end like your boss is not gonna give you a report card every three Mm -hmm. months you know what I mean so I think just like you are enough without a degree Mm -hmm. or a diploma Mm -hmm. and that's important that you know that before you go into post-secondary because I think in a lot of the ways we've been socialized to believe that our worth comes from school because that's the next step to 
a career and capitalism, mm. baby. <laughs> Come on with the economy. Yeah. But you're enough without it. And yeah, if you want to be a parent, that's great. If you want to go live off the grid in an RV, mm-hmm. go do it. Yeah. Like, don't let the people around you or us or another influencer you listen to tell you how to live your life mm-hmm. because it's your life and you're going to take hold of it and you're going to do with it whatever you want. And I also just want to, gosh, we really need to start like writing our paragraphs and like what we want to talk about down because now I'm just like pulling stuff. Um, I also think it's really important regardless of when you stopped going to school, um, continuing to learn, Mm -hmm. not necessarily in the sense of academia, but even like picking up a new hobby, like learning to knit or learning to cook, like something where your mind is working or like learning to do a Sudoku or enjoying like crossword puzzles, like Mm -hmm. just something where you're still growing. I love like history documentaries and I love um, learning about business and like money and financial management and that kind of stuff and like investing. And I think that's really important to do outside of school. And she thinks everyone should watch The Wolf of Wall Street. No, 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 no. That's not at all what I, what I think or what I agree with. Um, but I just mean like I love like reading business related articles and like learning about the market like I'm I'm not at all like wet ear um I wouldn't say I'm well versed in it but I really enjoy like learning about it on my own time right so I think learning is really important outside of post-secondary or outside of high school if all you finished was high school um and I also think understanding your transferable skills is really important. So like, what are you taking from university or from college or from high school that you can transfer to other aspects of your life? Like for us, we did acting, so we know how to do. People are gonna think you're a sorry fiend. Every no. episode, you're like, okay. I just love acting. No, I just if mean you're like, an agent and you have a role, I love acting. I'm so I love it. I mean, <laughs> I just like from that perspective like we learned how to speak in front of an audience Mm -hmm. where I think a lot of kids get up to do their presentations in university and they're like bouncing from side Mm -hmm. to side and like looking down and like mumbling and their Mm -hmm. voice is so soft like Mm -hmm. whereas we know how to like stand in front of a group and like present something Mm -hmm. and like how to project oh which kind of backfires because when I'm in tutorial and I have to present and my voice is like this and then everyone else does this. Yeah. I'm like, this is so embarrassing, but I can't stop. Like, yeah. I naturally, I'm like, hi, everyone. And everyone yeah. else is like, hey, guys. And I'm like, you guys sound so chill. Mm-hmm. And I sound so intense. But even something like working at a restaurant or working at a clothing retailer or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, you learn a lot in every situation of your life. And how does that relate to a different aspect? Mm-hmm. I guess is ultimately, like what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. It's important. Eat your veggies and stay in school. Mm-hmm. Stay hydrated. Or don't stay in school. But stay hydrated. Whatever floats your boat. If <laughs> Stay in somewhere. Stay at home. Stay at work. Stay with your grandma. Stay, stay with your grandpa. School. Stay in school. Stay at your dogs. Stay at your friends. Um. Just stay. Oh, well, that was kind of sad. Do you have any final thoughts? If you're someone who's struggling with post-secondary and the decision or being there sucks Mm -hmm. for you, Mm -hmm. feel free to reach out to us if you feel like you have no one else to talk to. Absolutely. We will not judge you. It is a safe space. It is a safe space for everybody. Um, And we have been there and we have done that. And And we want this platform to be... A community and like yeah. a discussion like it doesn't we don't want it just being us talking at a camera every week like we yeah. want to interact with you guys and to hear your perspectives mm-hmm. or your thoughts and to help or provide like support where we can yeah we're not therapists we're not professionals disclaimer but like we want to be there as a friend and as yeah. like as a sister as a mentor as a mentee yeah um So this is a safe space for you. If you're struggling, feel free to reach out to either of us or reach out to a joint account. We both have access to it. We monitor Um, it regularly. 
or DM us privately. Yeah. But I just wanted to put that out there because I think a lot of the times, especially if you're the first person going to school in your family or first generation or... Or everybody else Anyone. has done it, and you're not yeah. sure you want to. Um, it can be hard to talk to people in your life, so talk to us if you yeah. feel. Um, and love yourselves. And Respect it. yourself. Love yourself. Respect yourself. Love yourself. I want to go to New York, and I want to see that guy. Oh, can we please go to New York? You know, like the guy with the guy that did that. With yeah. The, yeah. I want to see him. I don't know if he's still around, though. I wonder if he's still kicking. I don't know. Anyways, long epi today. Sorry for the ramble, but we hope you got something, got something or agreed with us. Or if you have any questions, let us know. We love hearing from you guys. Please comment on our YouTube because that's the only way you can listen to us right now. I know. Spotify gang, if it's like January and you're just hearing this, I hope you had a great Halloween. And Christmas. And well, New we Year's. don't know when it's going to go up. So maybe even Easter. Your birthday. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but happy Halloween, guys. We have a couple more things. What? He's like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he's so scared. Um, Episode we, two goes out today. Yeah, today is Sunday. The 24th? I don't have a watch on the 24th. Yeah, it's the 24th. So episode two is dropping. We just covered friendship. If you didn't see it, go back and watch that one or don't. Let us know what you um, think or don't. What did you think of the setup? We have, do you guys like the white backdrop? Do you want to see something different? How's the lighting? Are you happy with the lighting? Because we should show them around. Like We'll give you a tour after we yeah. wrap this up. Um, oh, we have to get Peter. Uh, yeah, well, Peter's fragile. <laughs> if you're not sure Peter is, that's the pumpkin we carved last episode. Peter is, um, lost a tooth, he's lost a tooth. Just he's go get him. Okay. <laughs> not me getting attacked. It's fine, it's a pumpkin. Okay, hold on, can I take my hat off? Oh, real. Dee 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 dee. Ew, it's so squishy. Okay. Okay, just, yeah, just bring him. There's so many bugs in it. Peter! I don't know if you can see that, but, oh yeah, they can. <laughs> That's him. He's got tons of bugs in him, so I'm bringing him back out. But he's lost the tooth. Yeah, he lost two. We gave him two teeth last week, and then we woke up, like, the next day, and he only had one tooth, so. That's where the ladybugs are in the room. We're not sure. Um, so that's Peter. <laughs> um, but we hope you guys had and have an amazing, an amazing, and a great, an amazing um, Halloween weekend. Stay safe. Have fun. Laugh. Get your tits out. Eat some candy. Get a trick or a treat. Oh. Did anybody else have little UNICEF boxes oh where they God. had to collect pennies? Um, if you did, let us know if you actually collected them or if you just left them at home because that's been a controversial topic within our family for the past week. Um, should we put somebody in their final costume before yes, we sign we up? Yes, we have final, um, we'll final dress surprise. up before we go. Yeah. Okay. Should we pause? Not perfect. Oh, put your head up, look at mommy. <laughs> oh, spooky. <laughs> so spooky. Wow. That is one spooky dog. <laughs> oh, Dewey. Dewey, he's tired. Do you want me to move my hand? Dewey, you're so spooky. You're doing so good Bring with this the costume. camera over. Bring the camera over. Does it just come off? 
Just bring this whole stand, it's fine. Can you guys see him? <laughs> Hold on, let me put on the autofocus. I can see it. Yeah, I know, I know. Oh my gosh, our precious little witch. He's a wizard. He looks kind of like a pilgrim, but but it's supposed to be it's Dollar Store Witch or Wizard. Wait, lit. Can you get? Oh, okay, y'all. So, gosh, we've given you a lot of homework this week. Um, your task for the week is to reach out to somebody you trust, or a professional, or us. If you're having any worries or conversations or concerns about post-secondary, um, we'd love if you could share the podcast, if you could like it, if you could comment. I know that sounds so cheesy, but it really does help us. And it's mm -hmm. nice to know that there's somebody on the other end of the camera, all of this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we hope you liked Bondi's costume. We hope you liked our costumes. Yes. Here, put this on before we depart. Bippity boppity bye. I Just love kidding. ya. I love ya. And, and in case, case no, no one's, one's told ya, ya we, we love ya. ya. Bye, guys. Bye. See you next week. Bye. Oh my god, that is the cutest little costume. Oh, you can see Kate. Oh, this is our cat. He doesn't have a hat on the kit. Yep, on the kit. Here, Oh, he's gonna be tagged. No. Hit on the kit. Hit on the kit. Oh, he's mad about it. Hit on the kit. Hit on the kit. Okay. Okay. No animal abuse is his. Okay. Got lights. We're saving for mics. We should have those by a couple episodes from now. We just have to place an order and wait for them to come in. But check out our lights. So this is our current. Let me make sure you can see. Hold on, guys. So this is like our our situ right now. Lights. This is like our situation. So we've got. Our backdrop here, look how cute, trick or treat. Um, and then we have one light, our tripod, our laptop, and then another light. Like we are really committed to this, guys. Look at that. Um, do you have anything else to say or is that is that everything That's you want to say? Okay, well, I hope they can see you. hope it's not too dark. No, you can. I can see me. Okay. Well, bye, guys. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye.